All right, let's get going. Okay, there's your index of the Bible, of course, whatever. Now, we still lack the last part of Judges, but I'm going to jump ahead uh, to, uh, we're going to watch Jesus do something here this morning. Uh, So we're going to go all the way to the book of John. But before I get to John, I want to pull out something in Matthew, Matthew chapter 8. And uh, Jesus heals this leper here. And then remember, there's this centurion's going to get healed. Uh, I mean, his servant's going to get healed. But that, right there at this verse is what I want you to see. Because remember that guy, he was, a, he was an officer, and he said, hey, just speak the word only, and my servant be healed. You know, I say to this guy, go do that, and he does it. And he turned to Jesus and said, all you got to do is say, my servant's healed, and he'll be healed. So here, look at the, this is what I want. Pulling from the entire Bible here and history, because our Bible is a history book, which makes... It's so much better than knowing it's just a, the Bible is, it says in the Bible there. And I remember when I was watching a com- comedy show, uh, uh, My Name's Earl. And they got this, his ex-wife is Joy. And she's, she's all the time up to something bad. And it's so funny. She was trying to make a point, And I thought it was great because the writers of this have all been in Sunday school, I know. So, so Joy says that she was trying to say that you shouldn't teach English to the Chinese or whatever or help these I forgot what it was. She was mad at this lady for learning to speak the English language. And she said, she said, it's in the Bible. I know it is. I've read it myself. And you're not supposed to do that. You know? <laughs> and I've seen a lot of people say that. They say, well, it's in the Bible. You can't do that. Remember, yeah. watch this. Look what, look what Jesus says about our whole... Jesus stood there amazed. Now, look, you know what he was amazed at? He was... This guy was trusting the Lord. We don't have any details about, well, is he worthy to be healed or not? You know, there's got to be a reason that boy is still sick. Got to be a reason he is sick. Oh, don't go there. We should all be sick based on sin. Jesus will heal you. Don't worry about it. Jesus stood there amazed, turning to the crowd. He said, I haven't seen faith like this in all the land of Israel. Now, look how far he says faith went to him. Well, Jesus, you're only 30 years old. Remember, he's Lord. He's God, too. Many Gentiles, like this Roman officer, remember, he wasn't even a Jew. He's not a Jew. Shall come from, look at the phrase, all over the world and sit down in the kingdom of heaven. Look at this. Abraham, who lived, Isaac, who lived, and Jacob. Wow. And many an Israelite, for those whom the kingdom was prepared, shall be cast into outer darkness. Well, we don't talk about that, but it's a reality. But anyway, nonetheless, look at this. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He just authenticated uh, all of that in the Old Testament here, starting with Genesis, because that's where all that came from. And we watched those descendants get all the way in the book of Judges. And anyway, and the history is so small. The history, again, just, just, just for fun here and for reference here. Again, look at this. This is, uh, there's no prophets here. I mean, there's a prophet that will say something, but nothing like any of these guys. No, the prophet over in Genesis, the only one that was named a prophet was, uh, was Abraham. A prophet? Yeah, God called him a prophet. Remember, a prophet doesn't come up with stuff on his own. He speaks for the Lord. And there was a king over there in Genesis that uh, uh, had taken Sarah as his wife, and he got him, he, he didn't realize it. He said, I'm innocent. I didn't sleep with her. And God said, I know you didn't. He said, Get Abraham, get her husband to come up here, and it says he is a prophet of mine. He'll pray for you, and you'll be healed. In other words, the king's wives couldn't get pregnant, and that was what was holding it up. Another point there is like, 
Sometimes there's difficulty. It's only difficult when we say there's difficulty. When we look at Jesus being a healer, and that king, why would God even care? He's not a Jew. Oh, wait a minute. God cares about the whole world. Remember, he blessed Abraham and says, you'll be a father of many nations. See, the devil will do anything to keep you out of the blessings. He'll just say, oh, they don't belong to you. None of these belong to you. Keep reading your Bible. Like I say. All right, here we go. So anyway, so uh, this is history, 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 history. I mean, direct history. Say, well, Leviticus was not hit. Yes, it is too. They're still at Mount Sinai. They got the instructions on what to do because it was important on what they did with those sacrifices. Numbers, history. Deuteronomy is basically a recap of what happened here. It says so. It's a speech. It didn't take all day. Well, it probably took all day, but it was. But anyway, Joshua, history. Judges, history. Ruth, history. First, second. Samuel, second. Uh, second, first Samuel, second Samuel, history, 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 and this is history. Ezra's history. They got hauled off to Nebuchadnezzar to Babylonia, Babylon, Babylon, it is, and then they came back. Nehemiah, history too. Esther. What else could it be? It's history. The Jews were set to be annihilated. Esther got involved with the Lord. Job's history didn't last very long. You can't sit there on the outside your house with your three friends and say it took forever. It didn't take forever. He lost everything, but he got it all back. And he's sitting there with his friends. And he got to complain. Well, he started complaining too. And, uh, but his friends were going, well, the reason this happened to you is because you're a sinner. <laughs> you read it and you realize it didn't take very long. I can't even figure any days in there. It was an event that happened real fast. Anyway, book of Psalms, that's right. It's like your hymnal. So there's no history in that. That was written when a guy by the name of, right in here, David wrote some things. Proverbs, it tells us that was written by David's son, Solomon. So that's not history. Uh, This ECD is Ecclesiastes. It just simply means the preacher. They'll say, well, this guy's going into ecclesiastical work. Well, it means a high-tech word for preacher or whatever. Okay. Song of Solomon. It's a song, and it's a lover's song. It doesn't take forever either. If we read it like we're supposed to, you would never chop that up. What girl girl or what boyfriend gets a note from their girlfriend or boyfriend and says, well, I'm going to read half of it today. I'm going to save the other. Are you crazy? Read the whole note. It's so short. But see, that's part of the pressure of that you, and where's it coming from? I'm going to read the Bible today. And you sit down and try to read, and all of a sudden, phone's ringing, all these distractions. And if that's not what's going on, something in your head. You'll know it like, he ain't paying attention. You'll read a chapter, and you'll know, I don't even know what I read. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Go back and read it again. Just say, Lord, help me get this. I'm not, I wasn't, I, what's going on here? Okay, here we go. Back to this. Uh, and then all of a sudden, whoa, now there's a prophet. Yeah, and he's talking about events that happened in these last, uh, this section right here before Ezra. First King, well, actually, Second Samuel. Well, actually, no, I tell you what, David was a good king. And so First Kings and Second Kings, that's when the other kings, his descendants, about 20 of them, he's speaking during that time frame. Jeremiah's speaking during that time frame. Lamentations, lamentations mean they lament over that. They lost the kingdom. But Jeremiah, he was written by Jeremiah. He explained why. Because they worship an idols. They actually told Jeremiah in there in the latter chapters, says, we are going to worship the sun God and I don't care what you say. That's how vicious the Israelites were. They did not want Jesus. Ezekiel, God, Ezekiel's already in Babylon. 
He's already been extradited. He's gone. And God shows him a vision and says, come with me. We're going to Jerusalem. I'm going to show you what's taking place in the name of the Lord. He gets transported, Star Trek, goes to, he's, he's in Jerusalem at the temple. Remember, it's a beautiful temple, except it's been destroyed. And God says, look at this. And he sees all these zodiac signs in there, lizards and stuff, things that are not supposed to go into that temple. That's how bad, and they were worshiping these things. And then a whole bunch, he said, that's not enough. And he shows all these women who are praying to a Talmud, which is the goddess of fertility, whatever that God's name is. It's in the tabernacle, the temple, excuse me. This was a full-blown glorious temple where God's glory was. God was so mad. He said, don't you think forever that I didn't call Nebuchadnezzar on the phone and tell him you're working for me and we're going to wipe out Jerusalem. I've gave them plenty of time to repent and they won't. And that's what took place. And then he said, and that's not enough. Come see this. And then all of them were down there. He says, look at all these men. Look what they're doing. They're worshiping the sun. Anyway, so that's what was taking place with these guys. And guess what? Uh, Daniel was the same one because Shadrach, Meshach, Bendigo. You know, he's, that's a historic book. But anyway, and Daniel and Elias and Hosea, same time frame. Joel, actually, these guys here, these, all the, Jonah, you know, the, Jonah was of the, almost like the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor. I am not going to tell them about the gospel. <laughs> that's, he had a problem with that. And, and guess who he was supposed to go visit? He was going to Nineveh, which was basically the Assyrians who were coming to wipe out Israel. And he had a problem with that. And God said, no, if I want to show mercy to them. And, of course, they all repented. Nineveh repented. Jesus even mentioned that. Anyway, Micah, same time frame. Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, all these guys. Little short little. They all prophesied at the tail end of when Israel lost it. Then all of a sudden, oh, it's gone. And all of a sudden, here Jesus is here. And all those prophets said something or another to the effect about what we're going to look at this, this morning. Okay, so then all of a sudden, we're at Jesus. And they're thinking, well, we're going to... We're going to uh, get the kingdom back. Jesus is going to be the brand new David. He's going to be Solomon. Man, we're going to have a worldwide kingdom. Well, you did, but it wasn't worldwide like that. So here we go. Let's go straight to uh, the book of John here. And we're going to take it right when, uh, it's right after Lazarus here. Jesus has just washed his disciples' feet. And he said, man, there's some things I want to tell you. And I haven't had time to tell you, but I'm going to tell you now because I'm fixing to go to heaven. So watch for that. He knows his time is short. I have told you, John 16, verse 1, I've told you these things so that you won't be staggered by all that lies ahead. Oh yeah, the next three days. He's going to get killed tomorrow. For you will be excommunicated from the synagogues and indeed the time is coming when those who kill you will think they're doing God a service. That's because they're after Jesus and they know they're going to be after them too. Uh, This is because they've never known the Father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now. So that when they happen, you will remember I warned you. I didn't tell you earlier because I was, look at this, I was going to be with you for a while longer. Now they're sitting in a room going, where is he going? They really weren't catching this, but they caught it three days later. But now I'm going away to the one who sent me and none of you seems to be interested in the purpose of my going. No one wonders why. Do you mean there was something about the cross? Yes. Oh my gosh. And he's going to tell us. Instead, you're only filled with sorrow. But the fact of the matter is, it's best for you I go away. For if I don't, the comforter won't come. But if I do, he will. I'll send him to you. And when he's come, he'll convince the world of its sin and of the availability of God's goodness 
and of deliverance from judgment. Your King James Bible says he'll convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. But nonetheless, there, look what he explains what they are. Uh, the world's sin is unbelief in me. Now, you need to mark that down. Quit worrying about all the things that you can list as sin. The sin that the world is going to be guilty of, he just said, is unbelief in me. This is why Jesus was in tears in chapter 11 just prior to this. They were saying, well, could he not have stopped this man from dying? He was angry. And it says Jesus wept. You think he was worried about him dead? No. I used to believe that. Oh, death is so sad. Jesus is not worried about dead. Remember what he said about the daughter? He said, she's sleeping. He's God Almighty. He said, she's sleeping. Jairus' daughter went in there and got her up. Whoa. And he stopped that funeral procession one time coming out of name. The only son of a, I mean, the only, yeah, the only son of a widow reached up there, stopped the casket, the procession, took the young lad by the hand, and boy, he got up. And then Jesus wept at uh, uh, Lazarus. No, had nothing to do with death. When you go back and read that story, he, it says he was angry. And it said they finally believed in it. When, they, when Lazarus came forth, boy, they, they believed. Now, now watch this. That same thing happens here. All right, the world's sin is unbelief in me. There's, and there's righteousness available because I go to the Father. Which makes sense. Why did Jesus come? Remember, Jesus died in vain. If we're still in our sins, he died to take away our sins. All right, uh, I go to the Father, you see me no more. There's deliverance from judgment because the prince of this world has been judged. What he means is, by golly, Richard's been judged. It wouldn't have done no good. I was doomed to death anyway. I couldn't get myself out. Richard, you can straighten up. That ain't going to get you nowhere. Jesus died in vain if it was just about straightening up. Why don't you just scare me? Just tell me, where are you going to hell if you don't quit something? That wouldn't get me saved. He says, there's deliverance from judgment. Remember the Bible says, in the day of judgment we'll have boldness? Huh? Yeah. And remember, the great white throne judgment, it's goats and sheep. You're either in one group or another. There's no middle ground where God goes, well, all right, Richard, we'll let you in this time. No, it's sheep and goats. You either in or you're out. And it's because of what he said. Their sin is they believe not in God. I believe in Jesus. That's the reason John 3, 16, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Okay, wait. Oh, there's so much I want to tell you, but you can't understand it now. When the Holy Spirit comes, he'll tell you. All the stuff we learned from the Apostle Paul, whatever, later, the rest of your Bible. When the Holy Spirit and truth has come, he'll guide you into all truth. He'll not be presenting his own ideas. He'll be passing on to you what he's heard. He'll tell you about the future. He'll praise me and bring great honor by showing you my glory. All the Father's glory is mine. This is what I mean when I say he'll show you my glory. In just a little while, I'll be gone and you'll see me no more. But just a little while after that, and you'll see me again. There's that death and resurrection. It was going to happen tomorrow. Whatever is he saying? Yeah, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. You just saw Jesus for three years. You worked with him closely, and he gave you the power to cast out demons, and you, you were with God in the flesh. You, were that, you saw him. The disciples couldn't cast out a demon one time and bring him here. Jesus walked on the water. He'd heal that boy. It, it was amazing. And so they're going, what's he saying? 
What is this about going to the Father? We don't know what he means. Jesus realized they wanted to ask him, so he said, are you asking yourselves what I mean? The world will greatly rejoice over what's going to happen to me. Yeah, they wanted Jesus dead. Okay? And uh, you will weep, but your weeping shall suddenly be turned to wonderful joy. Look at this. When you see me again, it'll be like the same joy that a woman in labor when her child is born. Her anguish gives place to rapturous joy and the pain is forgotten. You got sorrow now, but I'll see you again and you'll, you will rejoice and no one will rob you of that joy. At that time, look at this. You won't need that. Now, something happened, so look what he says. He says, I got many things to tell you. Look at this. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. For you can go directly to the Father and ask him, and he will give you what you ask because you use my name. Remember, we were just talking about that ark in the Old Testament. Somebody touched it, and it cost them their life. Only the Levites could get in there. Not anymore. You haven't tried this before, but begin now. Ask using my name and you'll receive and your cup of joy will overflow. And here in the Bible Belt, it's almost the last thing we do is pray. That's the reason when I thought I lost control of that motorcycle, you know, I, <laughs> I wanted to make sure I made a note personally in my own personal life. Jesus, you have helped me here. You did. You kept me from crashing. Praise God. I have spoken these matters, uh, spoken of these matters very guardedly, but the time will come when it will not be necessary, and I'll tell you plainly about the Father. Then you'll present your petitions over my signature, and I won't need to ask the Father to grant you these requests. Look at this. For the Father himself, what? Loves you dearly. Man, sometimes we have a problem with that. We think God secretly, I mean, we had to have Jesus, and they teach this sometimes in other churches. That's where Mary got involved. You know, Jesus is mad at us too, so we have to have Mary to convince Jesus, hey, come on, let old Richard in, you know. And Jesus had to convince the Father, look, let old Richard in, you know. No, the Father himself loves you dearly because you love me and believe that I came from the Father. Notice it didn't add anything to it. And because you didn't get a divorce and you didn't do this and you did a big long list. Nope. Man, we, well, I've heard this as a kid. I'll hear it from somewhere. I didn't hear it from my mom or dad. Or, but, well, Jesus won't love you for that. Yes, I came from the Father into the world, and I will leave the world and return to the Father. See, man, I, there's a lot of Christians that don't even believe in the afterlife. So how can they be a Christian? Well, good question. They just believe in the teachings of being nice, forgiving, whatever. But they, they have been taught so much garbage in the United States. Billions of years, which is a religion. You were not there. The dating of all those rocks. They act, you know what's interesting? I found this out this week. They found a skull. It's a human skull. Leakey actually found it uh, back in the 50s, whatever. They call it the 1411 skull. It has nothing to do with the date, but anyway. But anyway, it's a human skull. Well, guess where they found it? They found it in a layer of where humans were not supposed to be. So you know what they did? They went back and they renamed that layer, saying, well, this layer is not as old, you know, because they had to give an excuse why that skeleton was not, uh, was, uh, was not supposed to be where there's dinosaurs. They're doing that all the time. My favorite one is the ice cream cones in the universe. 
comets. We all know what comets are. We don't see them because we'd have to have a telescope, but sometimes they'll say, Halley's Comet's coming through. Matter of fact, it is. Halley's is still out there. But anyway, they cannot last more than 100,000 years. Okay, well, how come we still got comets? Okay, so they're made out of ice. They would have already melted, you know. Anyway. At last you're speaking plainly, his disciples said, not in riddles. Now we understand uh, uh, everything and don't need anyone to, 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 that you don't need anyone to tell you anything. We believe that you came from God. Do you finally believe this? Jesus asked. But the time is coming, in fact, is here when you will be scattered, each one returning to his own home. Yeah, that night. Look at this. Yet I'll not be alone, for the Father is with me. You know, we need to have that much confidence in Jesus and that much confidence in what we know about the Holy Spirit and the Father. Quit thinking they're all wishy-washy, whatever. You're never alone. I used to sing a song. It was one of my favorite ones, and now I know why. Never alone, never alone. I've got Jesus, I'm never alone. And the verse went, he's the truth, the life, the way. He leads and guides me every day. For I'm never, no, never, never alone. But, you know, you can wake up every day and think you're alone and it'll be to your detriment you'll have one of the worst days you ever have but look at this i'm not going to be alone no he's fixing to get his beard ripped out fixing to have a crown of thorns fixing to die for the world everybody that he loves which is the world and his disciples and they're going to hate him i have told you all this so that you will have peace of heart of mind here on earth you'll have many trials and sorrows but cheer up i've overcome the world you know, that's where that verse comes from, right in the setting of it. All right, now it doesn't quit there because this is all happening together. When Jesus finished saying all these things, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the time has come. Reveal the glory of your son so that he can give the glory back to you. You have given him authority over uh, every man and woman in the earth. Whoa. Why don't we get this in Sunday school? Well, we just don't have the time and nobody's telling us. He gives eternal life to each one. Whoa, each one who? Every man and woman in the world. And this is the way you have eternal life. Oh, stand back. Got to make some notes. What do I got to give up? By knowing you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the one you sent into the earth. Yep, that's it. I brought glory to you here on earth by doing everything you told me to. And now, Father, reveal my glory. Remember, his clothes turned glorious. You couldn't even see on him. As I stand in your presence... The glory that we shared before the world began. Look at Revelation. You can read about that glory. Woo. I told these men about you. They were in the world, but you gave them to me. Now watch this. This is not just, well, the preacher's preaching about a lovely story about our life. This is your protection. It's your safety like it happened to me on my motorcycle or whatever. Car driving. Look, look at this. Watch closely. He says, they were in the world. Now think about that. Because Jesus keeps talking about some other place. There ain't no other place. It's just mental. No, it's not. It's a real place. Just like angels are real. Heaven is real. I've told these men about you. They were in the world. But then you gave them to me. Really? Yeah. Actually, they were always yours. And you gave them to me. And they have obeyed you. Now, they know that everything I have is a gift from you. For I passed on to them the commands you gave me. They accepted them and know of a certainty. Notice, they really got good at this, obeying. That's not what... Oh, the obeying is believing. Because remember, every one of these guys is going to deny him in less than 24 hours. Can you imagine that? Can, can you imagine yourself today going in front of somebody going, 
I'm not, I'm not a Christian. Red flag. That is a terrible thing to do. And every one of these guys is going to commit that here in a moment. Of course, they'll change their position, but nonetheless, look what they did. And look how he talks about how the Father loves them. Anyway, I passed on to them the commands you gave me. They accepted them, and they know of a certainty you ca- that I came down from the earth from you, and they believe you sent me. Now, look at this. My plea, and here's the prayers of Jesus. Do we think they're worth a flip? Look what he says. My plea is not for the world, but for those you've given me, because they belong to you. Okay, what's your prayer? Watch this. And all of them, since they are mine, they belong to you. You've given them back to me with everything else of yours. And so they are my glory. Now I'm leaving the world. Wait a minute. And leaving them behind. Remember in the world you have tribulation? Wait a minute. Because he said when he did that, he said, be of good cheer. What? Cheer for Jesus that he's so great? He's so great because he helped you in your problems down here. He's going to keep saying how you and I and the Father are... Anyway, we can, we can claim we're alone all we want to, and we're not going to get anywhere. I'm leaving the world and leaving them behind and coming to you. Holy Father, keep them. Look at that word, keep. In your own care, all those you have given me, so that they will be, yeah, we'll keep. Yeah, that's, it's just pat, pat, pat on the heart. No, no, no. That they may be united just as we're, look at this, with none missing. What does missing mean? Keep reading. During my time here, I have kept safe. Whoa. Within your family, all of these you gave me, I guarded them so that not one perished. He's not talking about hell. He kept every one of these disciples safe. How did he do that? How did he raise Lazarus from the dead? How did he bring Jairus' daughter from the dead? God is on the ground helping all of us. You didn't even have to go to the centurion's house. Speak the word only. It was healed. Another mayor of a town uh, in this book here, uh, chapter it says five. No, it's chapter four toward the end. He says, come down lest my son die. And Jesus said, you won't believe till you see more miracles. And Jesus said, just go your way. Your son's fine. And that guy left. And as he went, he met some friends of his that had just come from the house and said, hey, your son's okay. All these massive miracles. Look at this. During my lifetime, I kept them safe within your family. All these you gave me. I guarded them so that not one perished. Do you think Jesus has quit doing that? Mm-mm. Ask Laura. She's familiar with Psalm 91. Read it for yourself and go, whoa, what a powerful psalm. Read the 23rd Psalm and read it like you've never read it before and you'll see the same thing. Look at this. I guarded them, not one perished, except the son of hell. Woo! As the scriptures foretold. So are you Judas? No. He was the only designated one. Look at that. Look at this. And now I'm coming to you. His prayer's not over. I have told them many things while I was with him, so the world will be filled with my joy. I have given them your commands, and the world hates them because they don't fit in with it, just as I don't. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. Oh, okay, this is going to be that holy stuff. Preacher talk. No, it's not. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. That means he could have. Look at this. But to keep them safe. Can you read? Look at that. From Satan's power. Sure wish I had some help against the devil. More than enough. All you got to do is remind the devil of that. 
They're not part of this world any more than I am. Praise God. We know where the garbage is. It's in this world. And Jesus just said, you're not part of it. He didn't say, well, one day you'll know. No, now. Look at this. Make them pure and holy through the teaching, through teaching them your words of truth. As you sent me into the world, I'm sending them into the world, and I consecrate myself to meet their needs for growth and whatever. Uh, uh, in other words, Jesus is high priest. I'm not praying for Look at this. Here's where you and I are involved. Because you could easily say, well, that was Peter, James, and John. It was the 12. And uh, you and I have this. Look at this. I'm not praying for these alone. Remember, this book is called what? John. John wrote this. We read it. So here's us. But also for future believers who will come to me because of the testimony of these. My prayer for all of them is that they'll all be of one heart and mind just as you and I are, Father, just as you are in me and I'm in you, so they'll be in us and the world will believe that you sent me. Wow. Yeah, that's our testimony. I've given them the glory you gave me, the glory of, uh, the glorious unity of being one as we are. I in them, you in me, and all being perfected in one, so the world will know you sent me. You're a living testimony no matter what you do. Look at this, and understand that you love them. Now, he's talking to the Father. You love them. Some people just cannot stomach this. They think it's a misprint. That you love them as much as you love Jesus. you got to let that sink in. The Father loves you just as much as he loves Jesus. <whistles> Father, I want them with me. These you've given me. Hello. We're going to be with him in heaven. So that they can see my glory. In my Father's house are many mansions. You gave me the glory because uh, you loved me before the world began. Oh, righteous Father, the world doesn't know you, but I do. And these disciples know you sent me. Boy, they, they caught on. Yeah. And I have revealed to you, uh, them, no, and I have revealed you to them and will keep on revealing you so that they might, so that the mighty love you have for me may be in them and I in them. Boy, you know, I tell you, if we check up on ourselves, we're not doing a very good job right there. In other words, we, we get these long lists of things in our own thinking sometimes. We may not tell a soul, but we, we still think Jesus is not quite telling us the truth here. Because we've heard that we're disappointing the Father. We're, we're disappointing Jesus. We're, we're just disappointing God. Yeah. Remember, Jesus didn't come into the world to judge the world, but to save it. All right, now watch this. Here's where we are. After saying these things, Jesus crossed the Kidron Ravine with his disciples, entered the Grove of Olives. We're not even going to see if it be thy will here. It's already past that. That just happened. Judas, the betrayer, knew this place, for Jesus had gone there many times with his disciples. The chief priests, Pharisees, had given Judah a squad of soldiers. Here they come. And police to accompany him. Look at this. Now blazing with torches and lanterns and weapons, they arrived at the olive grove. Jesus fully realized what was going to happen to him. And he'd already told his disciples. Step forward to meet them. I'm doing this incrementally because this is such a shock. Uh, look what Jesus said. Who are you looking for? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. And as he said it, they all fell backward to the ground. Ah, oh, that's that. That's Richard. Let's go back and look at the original text. That's not. He's going to tell you again. And again, 
Once more, he asked them, who are you searching for? And they replied, Jesus of Nazareth. And it blew them away. I told you, I'm he. Look what he said. Remember the protector? He just said, I protected these guys. Watch this. Since I'm the one you're after, look at that. Let these others go. And you got to believe. Remember he said of sin, of righteousness, of judgment, because the prince of this world has been judged. The devil has already been told by Jesus, your high priest, you let them go. You let them go. And that's our fault if we sit there and say, well, I still got shackles on. No, let's keep going. So here we go. Let them go. He did this to carry out just what he said. The prophecy he had just made, see, I have lost, I have not lost a single one of those you gave me. So that, that is pure protection, not talking about heaven. Look at this. Then Simon Peter, oh, we've heard this. Man, he drew out his sword. He slashed off the right ear of a person's name, a real person. Malchus, the high priest's servant. It's going to be interesting because he's going to go to his house in a few minutes. But Jesus said to Peter, put away your sword. Shall I not drink the cup of the Father has given me? Now remember the words that another disciple wrote in Matthew. And he said, hey, I could call 12 legions of angels. Billy Graham likes to say 72,000 angels. Wow. So the Jewish police and the soldiers and their lieutenant arrested Jesus and tied him. First, they took, to him, they took, they took him to Annas, the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest. Now, remember in the Old Testament, the only way you could be a high priest, you had to be a descendant of Aaron, and you could only marry into the family of uh, Aaron. So anyway, this was father-in-law. Why are we going there? Well, his son-in-law was the high priest. But that night, they took him to Caiaphas first. Caiaphas was the one, about two chapters prior to this, that said, better that one should die for all. Remember, they were going, well, it's over with. The whole world's following Jesus. We've lost. And he says, y'all are so stupid. We're going to kill him. Simon Peter followed along behind, as did another disciple who was accompanied, who, no, who was acquainted with the high priest. So that other disciple was permitted into the courtyard. What was Peter doing? Along with uh, Jesus. While Peter stood outside the gate, then the other disciple, can you see this is history? They told what happened. They said, hey, let Peter in. He's at the gate. Then the other disciple spoke to the girl watching at the gate, and she let Peter in. The girl asked Peter, aren't you one of Jesus' disciples? No, wait, I, I, I don't think that's good that we use a woman here. There's too much woman stuff in here. We don't, no, see, it's history. It's history. This, all the evidence is laid out that this happened. Aren't you one of his disciples? Oh, here's Peter's number one. No. Remember, Jesus said, hey, don't worry, but you're going to deny me three times. Here's the three real quick. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Way to go. The police and the household servants were standing around the fire they'd made. It was cold. Peter stood with them, warming himself. Inside, the high priest began asking Jesus about his followers and what he had been teaching. Look at this. Look at this. Jesus replied, what I teach is widely known. Now, look what Jesus was after because he knew some of those guys believed in him. I preach regularly in the synagogue and temple. I've been heard by all the Jewish leaders and teach nothing in private that I have not said in public. Why are you asking me this question? Why don't you ask those who heard me? You have some of them here. They know what I said. And somebody comes up when Jesus said that and bust him right in the face. Let's see what Mr. Jesus does. Does he turn the other cheek? So that's the reason you got to have your whole Bible. You read the whole thing. 
One of the soldiers standing there, they struck Jesus with his, is this the way to answer the high priest? Oh my gosh. He just hit God Almighty. Wow. Of course, he didn't know it. Look at that. If I lied, prove it. Well, I just turned to the other cheek. I don't think so. My parents would have said, quit talking back. <laughs> don't you talk back. Look at this. Should you hit a man for telling the truth? It's a wonder he didn't get hit again. Well, he probably did later. Then Annas sent Jesus bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Remember, they were at, where were they? They were at his father-in-law's house. Meanwhile, Simon Peter was standing by the fire, and he was asked, Hey, aren't you one of his disciples? Of course not. But one of the household slaves of the high priest, oh man, this is, this is, there's too many connecting dots here. A relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, he asked, didn't I see you in the olive grove? Remember, it was dark. That's why they had lanterns. Again, Peter denied it and just. Remember, what would that do for you? It's sad enough that you denied Jesus, but it's even sadder that Jesus said, you're going to do it. And at the third time you do it, Luke's account of this says that Jesus and Peter made eye contact at that moment. And then, I think it says here, yeah. Uh, well, no, it doesn't say it here, but Peter went out. He just bawled his eyes out. He, he left crying. Mm. What would those tears mean if that were you? Would that mean you believe Jesus? Yeah. See, that's your salvation. Your salvation is not based on what you do because Peter just denied him. Brokenhearted because he believed in Jesus. Now remember, this time, and I believe the, the prophets, the prophets had prophesied that the shepherd will be smitten. This is Habakkuk. I'm just making that up. It's, it's either Habakkuk or Nahum or one of them. They said the shepherd will be smitten and the sheep will scatter. This moment was going to all be about Jesus Christ. It was not going to be about Peter going, "Please crucify me with you." That wasn't going to happen. It was all Jesus only. The only body that got crucified with Jesus was like it should have been. Two sinners. One on both sides. Jesus was crucified with criminals. Anyways, here we go. Jesus, so uh, he denied it in the rooster crowed. Jesus' trial before Caiaphas ended in the early hours of the morning. We don't even have the details there in this book, but you have them in Matthew and Mark and Luke. Remember the Caiaphas said, we demand you tell us, are you the Christ? And Jesus said... You're going to see me coming on the clouds of glory. Oh, and got, he ripped his clothes and going, what further need a way of testimony? You've heard it yourself. So here we go. We jumped through that already. He was then taken to the Roman governor. His accusers wouldn't go in because that would defile them. What's that all about? Yes, you know, it's Passover. Everybody came there and had the little purification stuff, and they, were, they weren't going to go in there. It wasn't going to be holy if they did. They had these rules you couldn't even eat the Passover. Okay. And that was true. Moses said that too. Matter of fact, one time when Solomon, I don't know if it was Solomon or one of the kings, everybody had repented, came back to the Lord. They had a massive Passover again. And I want to say it was, it was, uh, that could have been like Hezekiah or somebody. I mean, one of them said, Lord, forgive them and let them have the Passover. And the God said, yeah, they can have the Passover. They didn't have to make, go through the purification route. They'd all turned to the Lord anyway. anyway. So Pilate, the governor, went out and said, Hey, what's your charge against this man? What are you accusing him of? Well, we wouldn't arrest him if he wasn't a bad guy. <laughs> remember, now what, what do we know about Pilate's wife? Pilate's wife ran in there, remember? These women folk don't matter. Why did that part get in? Especially these Romans. We're Romans. We don't listen to women. <laughs> well, his wife ran in there. 
So it's true. You can't get rid of the women, nor can you get rid of the kids. The kid story in the book of Acts, remember that little boy went in there? Because Paul, Paul was in jail. They were going to kill him. And Paul's nephew, a little lad, and he told Paul that, hey, look, they're going to kill you in the morning. And Paul said, uh, hey, nephew, go tell the sergeant over there that story. And so he went over there, and the sergeant said, yes, son, what's going on? In the morning, your soldiers are going to get killed because they got a whole bunch of men that have taken an oath that we're going to kill Paul, and we're going to kill all the soldiers as soon as you go down First and Elm Street in the morning. And the sergeant said, son, don't tell anybody you talk to me. And boy, that night, that, that uh, captain, whatever, sergeant, whoever it was, he rounded up Paul, and they snuck out of town that night and went down to another city. Talk about, again, just proving how Jesus keeps you safe. Anyway, well, we wouldn't have arrested him if he weren't a criminal, they retorted. Then take him away, judge him yourselves by your own laws. But we want him crucified, they demanded. Look at this, and your approval is required. Again, more history here. Sure can't be fairy tales. This fulfilled Jesus' prediction concerning the method of his execution. Then Pilate went back into the palace and called for Jesus to be brought to him. Look at this. Now, this is the reason your salvation is between you and the Lord. Look at this. I'll tell you, Jesus loved Pilate. Just like we already heard. God so loved the world. Are you the king of the Jews? That was, okay. King as you use the word or as the Jews use it? Now watch what happens here. Pilate's a little testy here. Am I a Jew? Pilate retorted. Your own people and chief priests have brought you here. Why? What have you done? Now remember, sometime in here, his wife has said, circling back to that, his wife had told him, don't have nothing to do with this guy. I, I suffered something in a dream last night. <laughs> then Jesus said, I'm not an earthly king. If I were, my followers would have fought when I was arrested by the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is... Oh, we, that, you talk, this is what we believe. How do you have something not of this world? Oh, man. Pilate retorted, but you are a king then. And I'll tell you, I'm going to show you this. Pilate knew he was a king. Now, remember the thing Pilate had written for the top of Jesus' cross? It was said, King of the Jews. And the religious leaders, the Pharisees, they didn't want that. They said, oh, change that. Say he claimed to be the king of the Jews. Pilate said, nope. I have written what I have written. Whoa. Anyway, here we go. Here's, their, here's, their, here's his time with Jesus. Yes, Jesus said, I was born for that purpose and I came to bring truth to the world and all who love the truth are my followers. Now remember, what is the truth? Think about it. Jesus said, I am the way and he is the truth. It's not, well, he means certain rules. No, he's the truth. Remember, he's also the way. Well, the way is stop drinking. The way is to stop doing this and stop. No, he is the way. I don't get it. Just believe in Jesus. That's all we do. Here we go. Come back to this. So here's Pilate. What is truth, Pilate claimed? And he went out to the people again. Look at this. He goes, man, I ain't found nothing wrong with this guy. He's not guilty. Look at him. He's not guilty of any crime. Hey, you got a custom of asking me to release someone from prison each year of, uh, of the Passover. Now, remember, the Romans hated the Jews. So this was not like a love fest. So if you want me, I'll release the king of the Jews. Oh, man, they scream back. And this was not the people of the world. This was a mob of people. 
that the uh, Pharisees had brought in there. They scream back, no, not this man, but Barabbas. Barabbas was a robber. Hey, look at this. We can quit right here. We got Teen Challenge next week, and we'll just, no, we ain't quitting here. How could you quit? We're not going to do it. I'm just teasing. Here we go. So look at this. Then Pilate, oh, man. Now, he did this for a reason. He was trying to get, he didn't want Jesus crucified because he wasted his time here. He laid Jesus' back, uh, he laid open Jesus' back with a leaded whip. And the soldiers made a crown of thorns and placed it on his head and robed him in a purple robe. Remember, by his stripes we were healed. Well, we got record here, it took place. Hail, king of the Jews, they mocked, and they struck him with their fists. Pilate went outside again. Why is he wasting his time here? His wife and also Jesus spoke to him. Jesus is going to speak to him again. Watch this. I'm going to bring him out to you. Now understand, I clearly, uh, clearly that I find him not guilty. Oh, look what these clowns do. They do a little political trick on him. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate said, Behold the man! At the, side of the chief, at the sight of him, the chief priests, Jewish officials, began yelling, Crucify him! Crucify! You crucify him, Pilate said. I, I don't find, he's not guilty. They replied, By our laws. <laughs> Look at this. I mean, man. Woo! I'm on my second cup of coffee here drinking. Whoa! By our laws, he ought to die because he called himself the son of God. Well, he's either Lord, liar, or lunatic. Just like he's affected history so bad right now. He actually was here. Our calendar is dated by him. We'll go in the year of our Lord when somebody stretches it out full length. When Pilate heard this, he was more frightened than ever. I believe we're going to see Pilate in heaven. Man, among a lot of people we thought wouldn't get there anyway. But anyway, he took Jesus. Uh-oh, look at this. He took Jesus back in the palace, uh, palace again and asked him, <laughs> look what he says. Where are you from? It's like when Pharaoh spoke to uh, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Isaac uh, Jacob. Jacob said, how old are you? Where are you from? We think Jesus is going to say, I'm from Galilee. He knew. He just heard he was the son of God. Anyway, you won't talk to me, Pilate demanded. Don't you realize I have the power to release you? Look at this. Or to crucify you. Look what Jesus said. You would have no power if it weren't given you. Look at that. Over me, unless it were given you from above. Oh, man. So those who brought me to you have the greater sin. Do you see what Jesus just said there? There's a personal redemption here talking about sins of Pilate that Jesus knows and the sins of these people that brought him. Remember, Jesus already said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Then Pete, look at this. <laughs> this is the third time, maybe the fourth. He tried to release him, but the Jewish leaders told him, if you release this man, see, now they elevated. We're going to tell Caesar. We're going to tell on you. You're no friend to Caesar. Anyone who declares himself a king is a rebel against Caesar. I'm telling you, Pilate hated these guys. At these words, Pilate brought, out, brought, brought Jesus out to them again and sat down at the judgment bench on the stone-paved platform. It was now about noon, the day before the Passover. Pilate said to the Jews, here's your king. Away with him, they yelled. Away with him. Crucify him. What? Crucify your king? Pilate asked. We have no king but Caesar. Oh, man, this was a mob. The chief priest shouted back. 
Then Pilate gave them Jesus to be crucified. So they had him at last. They took him out of the city. Now, if you'll notice, John's gospel about this, it jumps a lot of, a lot of things real quick. And so they got him up there. He's already there. He was taken out of the city, carrying his cross to the place known as the skull. So you don't hear about Simeon, the one who carried his cross for him, none of that. In the Hebrew Golgotha, there they crucified him with two others, one on either side, and Jesus between them. Here we go. Pilate, boy, I tell you, Pilate, we're just not letting go of this. Pilate posted a sign over him reading, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. Now that's what all history had been pointing to. Son of David, here comes the new king, son of David. King of the Jews. The place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and the signboard was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek, so that many people read it. Way to go, Pilate. Then the chief priests, boy, they came back to Pilate. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, change that from the king of the Jews to he said, I am the king of the Jews. <laughs> Look at Pilate, stand up. I have written, no, what I have written, I have written. It stays exactly as it is. Whoa. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they put his garments in four piles, one for each. But they said, hey, Let's don't tear his robe, his, robe, his robe, for it was seamless. Let's throw dice to see who gets it. Look at this. This fulfilled the scripture that says, they divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my robe. So that's what they did. Standing nearby, you can count the, where Jesus, standing near the cross was, here's Jesus. Notice she wasn't shouting out, crucify him. We've heard that preachers tell that garbage. That's so stupid. We hung him up there. They didn't hang him up there. The mob did. We're just as guilty of sin, but that's not what happened here. Quit making some spiritual thing that never happened. Uh -uh. Jesus' mother was there. Mary, his aunt. Hmm? The wife of Cleophas. Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother standing beside me, 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 John. It's amazing what John says here in a minute. Let's keep reading. He said, here's your son. Now remember, Jesus was not like, well, I'll be back day after tomorrow. No, Jesus was going to be, he was going to leave for good. He was going to show his disciples that he was still alive, but he's got to go back because of the comforter. Oh, here we go. And he said to me, she is your mother. And from then on, I took her to my home. Hey, boss, I get it. I take care of mom. He took her into his home. Jesus knew that everything was now finished. And to fulfill the scripture said, I'm thirsty. Did you know this is a scripture too? You can find it in this book of Psalms. Anyway, a jar of sour wine was sitting there. Uh, so a sponge was soaked in it and put to on uh, his up branch and, and held up to his lips. When Jesus tasted it, he said, it is finished. What a way to say something. What, why don't you just say, I'm croaking, I'm dying. No, he was the lamb. It was Passover. The death angel wasn't going to bother anybody who had the blood on. That's what was happening here. The Jewish leaders didn't want. So anyway, he bowed his head, dismissed his spirit. He was gone. He died. The Jewish leaders didn't want the victims hanging there the next day. Because remember, they got this holy time, the Passover, which was the Sabbath. And a very special Sabbath of that, for it was the Passover. So they asked Pilate to order the legs of the men broken to hasten death. Uh, then their bodies could be taken down. Now, remember, we already know. You probably already heard it because you know this. But anyway, remember, not one of his bones was broken. I think that's Psalm 22, but whatever. We know, we know it's in the book of Psalms. So, 
The soldiers came and they broke the legs of the two men crucified, one on the left, one on the right, with Jesus. But when they came to him, they saw he was already dead. So they didn't break his. However, and guess what? This is a scripture too. Everything said about Jesus took place. However, one of the soldiers, they pierced his side with a spear and blood and water flowed out. I saw this myself. Now, people stop here and go, oh, the blood and the water. Oh, please, get the story. John, remember, he, we know he was there because Jesus just said, hey, take care of my mom while I'm gone. Okay. I saw this myself. And I have given an accurate report so that you also can believe. What do you care if I believe? What is all this garbage about believing for? That's the entrance to salvation. You just got to believe. You're not going to earn it anyway. He says, I put all these things down so that you can believe. The soldiers did this. He says it in fulfillment of the scripture that says, Not one of his bones shall be broken, and they shall look on him whom they have pierced. Wow. After this, Joseph, wow, here he comes. Joseph of Arimathea, who had been a secret disciple of Jesus for fear of the Jews, Jewish leaders, boldly asked Pilate for permission to take Jesus' body down. Pilate told him, go ahead. Okay. So he came and took it away. Nicodemus, the man who had come that night, came too. Now this is here for a reason. Think of the number. 100 pounds. Just call it concrete. You're not getting out of this stuff. That's the reason Jesus said about Lazarus. He'd been in the grave for four days. Loose him, let him go. He didn't say, well, give him a little while. He'll wiggle out of that stuff. You're not coming out of this stuff. Once a mummy, always a mummy. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not getting out of this. Here we go. Uh, bringing 100 pounds of embalming ointment made from myrrh and aloes. Remember, Jesus has already been beat to a pulp. He had to suffer on that cross for like six hours, whatever. Anyway, together they wrapped Jesus' body in long linen cloth, saturated with the spices as the Jewish custom of burial. The place of crucifixion was near Olive Grove where there was a new tomb never used. And so because of the need for haste for the Sabbath, they just tossed him in there, laid there. Okay, here we go. Early Sunday morning. So this is three days later. While it was still dark, Mary Magdalene. Now remember, just put your name in there. I'm just so glad. It's like, a believer. No. Jesus knew Mary. He knows us all. She came to the tomb found that the stone was rolled aside from the entrance, she ran and found Simon Peter, and there he is again, me, and said, hey, they've taken the Lord's body, and I don't know where they put him. Well, these two guys took off sprinting. Boy, they were track stars. Look at this. We ran to the tomb to see. <laughs> Look at this. That's goofy information. That's because it's history. I was faster than Peter. I beat him there. Who cares? No, it's part of the story. I got there first, and I stooped and looked in, and I saw the linen cloth. What does that mean? Jesus come out of that stuff. But I didn't go in. Then Simon Peter, boy, he just marched in there. He went on inside. He noticed the cloth lying there. What's this about the cloth? I mean, oh, well, here, let's, let's let it finish it. While the swath that covered Jesus' head was rolled up in a bundle and was lying on the side. Then I too went in, saw, look at this, here it is again, believed. You and I have never seen this, but guess what? I know everybody in this room, we all believe Jesus is resurrected. We believe, don't we? And we didn't even see this. 
Then I went into and saw and believed that he had risen. For until then, we hadn't realized the scripture. He would, rise, he, would be, he would come to life again. See, you and I, we grew up in the Bible Belt. I already knew Jesus rose from the dead before I knew the story. I heard pieces of it. I already knew all this. These guys had never seen any of this before. What's this? Well, we went on home. And by that time, Mary returned to the tomb and was standing outside crying. As she wept, she stooped and looked in and saw, look at this, two angels. Ah, this is fabricated. Oh, no, it's not. We've been reading the whole Bible. This is very common. Sitting at the head and the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Now, no, wait, wait, what's happening here now? There's a girl crying. I remember I was working on the farm yesterday or the day before. Loop, loop, loop. She was like mowing the grass. And so I was sitting there just trying to think of old songs I sang. And I thought, ah, what the heck? Kumbaya. Kumbaya, mama. Kumbaya. <laughs> Kumbaya. And then I thought, there's another verse. Oh, yeah. Someone's crying, Lord. Kumbaya. Remember, kumbaya means come here. Someone's crying, Lord. And as I sang that song, I got it. I didn't get it at church camp years ago, but... Lord, someone's crying. Help them. Come by here. And he will. Look at here. This girl's crying her eyes out. Look at this. She saw these angels. Anyway. And saw the place where he was lying. Why are you crying? The angels are even in on this. They asked her. Well, because they've taken, <laughs> they've taken my Lord away. Oh, man. And I don't know where they put him. She glanced over her shoulder and saw someone standing behind her. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Look at this. Why are you crying? I wish I could go further. He's fixing to meet all the disciples here, but we'll stop right here. Why are you crying? He asked her, whom are you looking for? I'll never forget one time my dad one time. He did this many a time. We'd be looking for something. He'd come walking in the room. He had it behind his back, and he'd just hold it in his hand. <laughs> you know, saying, here it is, you know. Who are you looking for? <laughs> she thought it was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you've taken him away, tell me where you put him, and I will go get him. Look at this. Mary, Jesus said. She turned toward him and said, Master. She, and he said, don't touch me, caution. I've not yet ascended to the Father. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, we know what's going on here. We know. I'm not yet ascended to the Father, but go find my brothers and tell them, look at this, I ascend to my Father. Now look at this, and your Father. Isn't that what it says? Yeah. My God and your God. Except, wait a minute, y'all denied me last night or whatever, day before yesterday. And I, I got a burr up my side for that. No, it's got nothing to do with it. Praise God. Whoa. Anyway, so... Uh, Mary Magdalene, but remember, she went back and she told them, I have seen the Lord. And she gave them that message because Jesus said, you know, go tell my brothers. See, if this was a book that's supposed to be a Jewish book or a, or a, a, a Middle East book, we wouldn't have the women involved here. This was a, this was, she's the first preacher right there. Go tell my brothers. Wow, it's not valid. Anyway, we got to stop. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you. Oh, we know these things took place. And we know that you're still our high priest. You're still in heaven, like you said. And you have taken care of our safety down here. So, Lord, I just thank you. If we're not feeling good today, sick, or whatever's taking place, 
Fix us, Lord. Make us well. You said you would. And the same thing goes for our finances, too, and any other problem we might have. You said we could ask boldly, and the Father himself who loves us would answer us if we use your name. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to tell us about Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, glory. We had to stop somewhere, didn't we? Good grief. We went an hour, man.